Hi everybody, and welcome to our review for A Tribe Called Quest album, The Low End Theory. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. Hi, I'm your lady friend Bonnie. And this is the Classic Quest Podcast, the show where we break down the classic hip-hop albums track by track, giving our thoughts and opinions on every song through our journey of discovery, truly trying to understand the depths of both what makes a great album and the super cool secrets tucked into the history of hip-hop culture. Mm -hmm. As an example of the type of album that we are going to be talking about, it is a tribe called Quest, the Low End Theory. Yep. The reason we are doing this album today is because our patron Jonathan Barnes has in fact requested it. So if you want to request an album and get it done in a timely fashion, a Patreon is yeah. the right way to do it. The YouTube comment request happened on our schedule. If we want it on your schedule, Patreon's the way to go. Plug yep. aside, we are going to go through this album, Slow End Theory. And for the most part, I mean, I don't think there's been like too many that like we've hated that, you know, that have been, uh, you know, requested for us to do so i'm always excited to give them a listen and it's not even like about our enjoyment at this point i think it's just more like it's the discovery a discovery it's it. a history lesson like i can listen to any one of these albums for the sake of these reviews and truly get into the moment it doesn't i mean i think it has impacted what i listen to in terms of my personal listening but like anything is worth reviewing for the sake of how it contributes to the bigger picture of life yeah, on sure. that note I'm trying to cut the intros a little bit shorter in life. You know, we get into it a little bit quicker. But we do like to start each episode discussing our familiarity with each artist because that way, y'all who are longtime fans and, you know, the type of people who click on long-ass album reviews for your favorite albums and such know where we're coming at coming into this. So you're a lady friend, Bonnie. Why don't you tell the people what your experience with A Tribe Called Quest is prior to going into this project? I don't know that I have one. I'm trying to think, like, I feel like I've, I must have come across them at some point just because, like, I know the name, but I don't know if I've ever actually listened to it or, I don't know, no idea uh, if I ever did, but I'm going to go with no. Fair enough. Do you know <laughs> Q-Tip? Yeah, like, I've heard of him, but I couldn't tell you anything more. Fair enough. Um, I definitely have listened to A Tribe Called Quest before. Um, I just double-checked it. In fact, episode 5 of, like, ever, the fifth video we ever put on this channel has uh, Chris, the Damon Kalla, a former person with us, mm -hmm. and myself discussing both the Standing Rock Dakota Pipeline situation and we got it from here thank you for your service the last album of a tribe called quest that was released mm. so if you want to go listen to some seriously ignorant back in the day versions of me <laughs> jump on that i believe it even came out i think damon is always entertaining so uh, it, could, it could be good it could be bad i don't know if i'm ever going to listen to these old episodes maybe i will maybe <laughs> a little I bit won't. cringy a little bit yeah um, but it's just weird. It's like it's like going on your Facebook memories and just seeing the crap you posted when you were younger and thought you were cooler. Yep. But um, I think for me, I have a good understanding of Q-Tip's style instrumental-wise because like we have covered a lot of Q-Tip's production. Mm -hmm. Just across our album reviews, his name has come up so much. Uh, even most recently, like his hook on the Eminem Music To Be Murdered By album is possibly, in my opinion, the highlight of uh that album it did that hook is like one of my favorite parts of the entire project just the way he's styled the way he he flows through it 
very recently on Twitter, I saw this video of Q-Tip being interviewed by some like Fox News looking uh, lady reporter, and he's going through his record collection, and holy shit, Q-Tip has, at least at that point, it was like 9,600 records, wow. and he's cataloging it all. And then she goes, how many country music records do you have? And he's like, none. I thought it was hilarious. It was just such a funny. I don't remember who I shared mean, it. You should have at least one. I mean, Johnny Cash. You should have something. I guess, but I don't remember who it was. I started following a lot of the people we've reviewed on Twitter. Like I'm talking guys like, um, like the freaking D- what's his name from the digging in the crates. The the fucking producer dude, uh, D D Dame Dash or whatever. I can't fuck. I'm fucking up the names. Sorry, Diamond D. Yeah. Um, guys like that. Like I'm following these dudes all over. Um, Lord Finesse. I think goes live like every freaking time or a bunch of these guys I'm probably fo- I don't know why I'm gonna keep going with that anyway so I follow a bunch of names of like these people who are now just sharing a bunch of shit on Twitter so it's kind of fun I was one of them that shared that uh, Q-tip thing mm-hmm. anyway uh, I have not listened to a lot of A Tribe Called Quest music except that uh, I left my wallet in El Sequando song like I'm, I just don't know that I understand the significance of it it's not on this album it's on the one prior to it but to me it was like the most mundane song ever and I always wondered if there was like a deeper purpose to it but like he just, he just left his wallet and just went and drove around but I guess maybe that was the point <laughs> it was just like this regular day I don't know and then Can I Kick It's Dope and I mean when you listen to the different like freaking um, singles that they've released that have gone popular it's like there's just there's such a distinction to the style. And then I learned a little bit about the history, uh, what was going on in this album. I even watched like a, a YouTube documentary on these guys just because I was curious. Like I just wanted to understand more about what was happening. Apparently, right before this project came out. Because uh, this came out September 24th, 1991. So they like started writing it like almost immediately after like the last one was done. Like apparently like YouTube's like a machine. But Fife Dog discovers that he has diabetes at this point and uh, wanted to quit the group. And instead they were like, nah, step it up. Go harder, go harder. Make sure you fucking have a real presence on this album. There was some debate about Fife Dog's abilities to stand next to Q-Tip, which were, uh, I believe, fair to say, put to rest across this project because he just flows proper, smooth yep. like butter, we could say. <laughs> um, and just to rest in peace to Fife Dog, though, just to like, put that out because he uh, passed away, and that's real sad. Um, and so, yeah, I just think it's fair to say that. Otherwise, um, I don't know. I think it was like more like a long overdue thing for us to really touch on a Trap Called Quest album. Yeah. There's such a seminal influential part of hip hop history like the fact that guys like Eminem are still bringing them up today in modern rap songs to point out that they're significant to the culture and it's not just him it's a lot of the older cats are willing to go back and bring up Q-Tip as like the significant culture point that you should know about Mm -hmm. or one of it's really powerful to me and so anyway I um I was really curious to go into this I can say one thing what? I had to learn how to appreciate jazz before <laughs> I got here, which I have learned to. I don't necessarily love jazz music. It is just not my favorite sounds. However, through hip hop and all the exposure cool. to it, I've come to appreciate a lot of the spirit of what jazz is supposed to represent and come to at least recognize more of it. And through exposure and familiarity, it's come to a point where... I'm actually surprised at my reactions to the overall sounds of this album, considering what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to comment on the title. 
we can yeah. segue to that. Also, the artwork on the album is ridiculous. It's an actual painting that oh, was okay. done. Cool. Uh, I don't remember who the artist is, but they worked with a local artist, and it's it's meant to be like the African colors and painted out as a woman just kneeling there. Mm. And I love the way that a tribe called uh, Quest is worked into her body. And then the, the album name is just kind of on the back. But the title is really cool because it's almost a double entendre. So I already looked up what Q-tip meant it to be, so I'm, I'm not left with the same level of speculation. So before I do, what do you think it means? Um, well, I want to mention the cover as well. Um, like, I feel like I've seen this cover before, maybe like, fr- like behind someone's uh, like set on like a YouTube video or something, like, you know, like in the background. Like, I feel like I've seen it like somewhere or another. Um, and it's definitely like unique and it definitely stands out. And for me, like I couldn't tell necessarily like if it was like a man or a woman that was crouching down. Um, but like it's more like about like the colors, like the, the, the red and the green. Um, and like everything else is black. So it's like the colors definitely like kind of pop out. Um, and it's smart because I feel like it's um, like, you know, the group, like you said, like the group's name is like on uh, sort of like on either like maybe like the womb or like on like the butt sort of um and it's hard to tell but then i was thinking about it and i was like the low end theory like it makes me think of the butt i didn't even consider Uh, that holy shit yeah so like that's just kind of what i was assuming like you know and i think it's also um just like a call to like you know so maybe it is a woman you know and like the shapeliness of like a butt you know a woman's butt or you know a person from africa's butt whatever um but um yeah i mean i thought it was it's very interesting and like you know you can already kind of get a little bit from it and it's you can tell that it's like creative and like you know you're looking at this you i don't think you're gonna get like guns and gang violence type music you know just from looking at this um you know i'm judging an album by its cover but um that's just kind of what i think and in terms of like the title i like it um i feel like they're not um highbrow but lowbrow a little bit like in terms of like the class or like the the education or whatever it is that they're coming from um but it's smart like i feel like it's kind of like a play on things um, and just sort of like, like I kind of get that it's like their interpretation and like their, per- not interpretation, their perspective um, on life from from where they see it and from where they are. That's, yeah. That was my thoughts. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty like right there. I mean, <laughs> no, because like. There's me and Q-tip. I didn't look this up. <laughs> there was a whole idea of being black being on the low end of society and so this album is meant to in some ways represent the low end theory right from his perspective on that end of culture on that class and all of that shit but then simultaneously think of the music it's all bass driven it's all stripped down it's all the low end of music you know and so it's simultaneously Mm, an experimentation I I didn't think about that into the sonic experience but then I didn't even think of the whole butt part which works real well on the cover and that's also awesome like that's just a level of depth like that's why I wasn't sure if it was like the butt or I mean it makes sense that it is the butt but it could also kind of be like I mean, I guess the womb would be higher up, but anyways, I was thinking like maybe it's like giving birth to like you know a nation or something like that. But I guess it's like a butt. <laughs> anyway, um, there's still uh, all 14 tracks for us to talk about, and I think we can get into our first of the excursions. Oh, like what I was trying to convey it with my appreciation of jazz is I feel like just in this moment it might be a little more relevant. Is that is some jazzy ass shit? Like just the the doom. 
kind of mm-hmm. feel to it it's all. It's so nice. It's got this vibe to it. And here's the thing. The, I had this experience going through the album. The very first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, come on, Jonathan Barnes. I don't think I'm going to dig this shit. Because <laughs> I heard it and it was all jazzy and shit. And my prejudiced mind kicked in. And I wasn't, I didn't, I really didn't feel it the first time I listened to this project. But then I've been thinking a lot about shallow music versus music with depth. So shallow music might be your more like conventional rap flow modern pop shit like here's an example man's not hot is shallow as fuck but at the same time there are i find myself really drawn to it there are just moments where i want to be like one two and three and four you but you you, know, you like, are attracted to like british rappers no, but you like it's, that sound it's more just how ridiculous it is like you know like ketchup straight saucing like it's just ridiculous <laughs> like is. you're washing your dishes you're but bopping so around fun. it just like it's airy it has no depth to it i have no thought process consuming that song and so with that kind of shit you can hear it once and you just instantly like it or don't like it it's a throwaway experience if you never hear it again it's fine if it comes on it's delightful whereas i feel like what's happening more on this project with the quality and the composition of the music and the flow and everything is we're going in a different direction where it's like really well thought out really groove driven really like like i think jazz takes an effort to learn how to like like it's not just yeah and there's a lot of people that i know that just don't like jazz and don't even want to give it like uh, a chance and they're just like i don't get it and it doesn't make sense to them and 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 that's okay and i feel like in a lot of ways even hip-hop a lot of hip-hop it requires almost like an effort especially in this era to maybe go through it and to appreciate a lot because you're not going to catch or at least i don't catch all of the nuances of what makes it exceptional because maybe the first time i heard it the bass drowned out everything then the second time i heard it my brain kind of filtered down the bass and i started hearing more of the depth and the range of sounds and then as i heard it the next time i focused more on the flow and this so i'm just saying it but the thing is is i found myself in this album more so than a lot of other ones the more i listened to it the more i found myself loving it like i swear um in a lot of in a lot of albums especially with some of the more flashier genres like new metal and shit that i fucking love the sounds of i don't know that they have the longevity and staying power i'd like to admit it's more like once you've gone through it and you got your fix it's good whereas something like this i feel like you hit play and it's just you want to start dancing and shit and so and i feel like like there's something I mean, at least for me, because maybe I don't have like a significant knowledge of jazz, but jazz just feels timeless because it's just instruments. So it doesn't feel like it's from the 50s or from the 90s or from the 2020. Like it doesn't sound like like, you know, obviously the production level is going to be a little bit better if you're listening to like a recording of it. But I don't think like there's like a a different style of it like it's just instruments i personally don't know enough about jazz to yeah i know that's what i'm saying but But for me it sounds timeless i would argue that i don't uh, i would say that i don't know how much i would i would love to do that maybe we should create a video where it's a jazz era blind test bonnie challenge to call her voice but like i think but i think that's also too like the production you can kind of tell like if it would be better or not but i don't know shit with equal production value anyway let's figure it out uh but i mean i feel like 
it's more to me what I'm hearing is that this album and other great albums that are timeless are timeless because of their compositional qualities. Mm -hmm. So I think for a long time, Maybe the, that's the, the, it too. the more the top tier musicians in America, because I believe jazz is an American invention and it's one of America's yeah. biggest contributions to musical yeah. culture, unlike most other things that can kind of have their influence put back to a lot of other shits. So with that, if you're having this as like the main central point and you look at the history of music and how so many people so many excellent musicians found careers for decades creating this overall kind so it started in it like might louisiana just, i think right? it might just be Maybe. that there is a disproportionate amount of excellent jazz classics just due to what people were creating i might be wrong i'm just guessing here but I would say that jazz is what the expert musicians go to, not the amateur magicians. So musicians, and I, and this is again just me kind of thinking about the people I know. But I like I think, I mean I, I'm going to assume um, maybe at this point um, that jazz comes from black people. Like it's their, you know, like their creation, right? Or like like I think it, you know, started in the south and it exists because black people and and so like these guys put it in because they're making like an African homage and I don't know like how it I well, don't know what, York, where where or how it comes back to thriving jazz scene since the 20s, so but I, I don't mean, know how how regardless. it evolved from like African music to jazz, and like maybe just like the instruments that were available so, uh, jazz, here. Jazz, if or, I'm not mistaken, is an evolution of swing. It's kind of like uh, you had the swing because yeah, like jazz and swing are great. I'm not, I'm a little bit like I've read a few music history books. Actually, I've read a lot more about yeah, drugs. Yeah, I mean, I've taken some like so I read a lot about the history of drugs, which turns out to be a history of music every single time you cannot go through the history of drugs i've learned a lot about, about the, the history of so dance and like music with within that, that you look at the jazz musicians of the 20s and the 30s they're the swing people it's all like the same kind of circles and then the swing evolves into jazz and then effectively as you watch the drugs change you watch the speed and the sonic tone of the jazz change so there is a level of understanding mm, of about course yeah what happens throughout it but what i'm saying is is new york has had a jazz scene since the 20s so if he's from new york and they're all from there like jazz is such an integral part of that city regardless of where it originated yeah it totally just makes sense that q-tip would have been tapping into the type of music a his parents and shit would have of been like, all that's around him and all these clubs and shit like you got by people like the roots in philly doing their fucking bands and mm -hmm. whatnot like it's just such a part of the culture right i mean yeah. i imagine it's part of a lot of people's culture i don't really know that i've cared about it until recently but it just feels like it's impossible to look back in time without seeing the history of jazz influencing fucking everything so but on that note i just feel like they just created this sound this this amazing sound of like coming through and it just has this groove that the more i listen to the groove of this this beat the more it just kind of felt my a like you have to start moving like it's impossible to just like sit still listening to this album like i there's not a lot of albums that you feel like you have to dance when you hear it this is one of them so i was moving and grooving <laughs> i was listening to it and then i mean look at how q-tip starts this like back in the days when i was a teenager and then you think about that one lyric and you think about how many fucking times you've heard that shit and knowing that it's like this is it this is like like you know that biggie song like back in the days what you know like mm -hmm. like all of these fucking people took the sign before i had a status and before i had a pager just simple just blunt and you just think about his voice 
Holy shit, Q-Tip has one of the best voices yeah, in history. Like, it's just so distinct and smooth and like he's just such a clean looking guy and he's just so proper and he's so smart sounding, you know? Like, you can find the abstract listening to hip hop. My pops used to say, it reminded him of bebop. And it's just like, how does this album start? He was young and he was having a conversation about how his music kind of sounded like his dad's music. And then he questions, you know, about the cyclical nature of life. And he just starts commenting on his dad. And then, you know, yeah, but like, look, Bobby Brown and Michael Jackson, same style of things. It's all like kind of flowing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, this is so regular, but in the best possible way. It's just like this humanistic experience type shit. But the way he's just so smooth on it. And then he goes on, you know, it's all expected. Things are for the looking. If you got the money, Quest is for the booking straight up if you, they're like advertising flat out in the beginning at our bars like yeah we're talented and we're we know our value and we're happy to come perform if you pay us and then i just feel like it just it's just so smooth and it flows you know he he brags about you know basically kind of being almost like proud of who he is the the mental picture of a black man and a black woman fixture why do i say that because i got to speak the truth man to him we feel for the music is the proof and it's like they're down for the integrity of who they are and it's just again it's just like airy i can't i can't help but just picture his voice in my head right now and it just kind of flows on through and this song just seems to serve as like a mission statement as to who he is and what he represents which is is really great um i don't know i also like how he ends the verse where it's like if you botch up what's in that also they censor themselves why do they censor this album anyway what a pair of nike size 10 and a half and i just like the fact that q-tip and i have the same size feet and i thought that was real nice anybody eminem also has a 10 and a half foot size so according to their music but i like like just how he like you know he's straight up he takes the credit if he does the work if he doesn't like fake shit you know it's just you know he's positive he's not in negativity and then you got a smooth course you know we got to make moves never ever could we fake moves we just make moves we don't fake moves and then you know the second verse comes through it's pretty proper they want to be the best they don't want to be involved with the bad shit they just rap dope they're the best and uh at the same time they rep the zulu shit and i feel like overall it's just proper it's such a it's such a smooth flex because it's not about them being tough it's not about them being more violent or more vicious or anything it's honestly like we got hella integrity skill confidence in game so we're just gonna come through you know you can't fake moves on a brother or your sis but if your sis is a bitch and your brother is a jerk leave him alone and continue with your work so it's like instead of clap back and get your vengeance instead of perpetuate cycles of negativity and shit it's go ahead and be your best and when facing opposition you know kind of distance yourself from the negative haters and go ahead and do you and be like the best person and it's just really cool and i like the fact that like he he kind of ends it comparing himself uh to something as prominent as high art like shakespeare because he recognizes his value he recognizes that he's dropping knowledge he recognizes that he's creating yeah. such a high quality sound overall it is amazing to me i thought it was such a strong start to the album i was absolutely blown away as much as i love it it's still jazzy so four and a half on five <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, I really, uh, really dig the beat on this one. It's like nice, it's funky, it's jazzy. I love it. 
Um, and yeah, we've got Q-tip wrapping on this one, and he has just got like this like smooth way of wrapping. So it all just works very well with this beat and like just like what they're trying to like perpetuate. Um, and I really like some of the, the messages that um, I'm getting from this song that life is fair and you just have to be a good person and work hard and you know you'll get through it and uh, like if you're fake and terrible life won't be fair to you because you're a bad person I guess and karma and <laughs> I guess that's it and um, also uh, I definitely wanted to mention that these guys um, clearly want back black people to be great and successful and just be the best version that they can possibly be and i love it when you know there's like this you know positivity and like just like community kind of feeling that you're kind of getting getting from like this kind of uh, a group and just like these kind of people like they just seem like good people so um i like this one i think it's a really great intro to, um kind of you know you're kind of opening the door to what you're gonna get for the rest um so i give this a 4.4 on 5. all right so let's talk about a truly incredible song called bugging out okay all right bonnie what do you think about this track um i love like the bass on this one um it is another fantastic beat good and jazzy just what we were expecting here um and like you got some great rhyming on this one as well um I, this is you know i think the first introduction to fife dog so um i like him he sounds pretty great um and really like so far like you know this album has just been like just so easy to listen to and it's just nice um they are you know pro like whatever afrocentrism uh and like for like the zulu nation and just kind of like all of that um and don't bug out if you aren't as good as they are in a in a rap battle they're just mad talented basically they're like sorry not sorry um that's just kind of what they are and um and it's another one that's really pretty great so i like this one a lot um same grade as last time 4.4 on 5 for me awesome um so we do get off with this amazing beat. Uh, this is truly like, I don't know. I, this is one of the most amazing beats I've just ever heard as far as cool, <laughs> enthralling. Like it's one of those ones where the more you play it, like I said, the more you like it. But in this case, it's also like you could loop this shit for an hour and just dance it's just dope it's just so well put together mm -hmm. it is like you can truly see the level of like musical knowledge i believe q-tip created this brings to the table um in it i might be wrong about who created it. i think it was q-tip anyway uh so it comes in and it's got this flossy fucking air to it like yo microphone check one two what is this the five foot assassin with the roughneck business so keep in mind five dog is like improving himself here right as i understand it uh basically also um this was the first verse we're all hearing from him but at a point when people doubted his abilities to keep up with q-tip and there was some speculation as to whether or not he had a place in the group is what i understand was happening at the time so he's coming through here with this harsh hitting just on point flow like everything bounces off the beat cool but he's not necessarily smooth like q-tip but that's like almost to the point he has this like kind of more punchiness to him that complements what q-tip does it makes them go like peanut butter and jelly i fucking love the way they flow with each other and go back and forth um overall like his rhymes are proper it's just i mean it's it's that early 90s flossing you know got yep. more rhymes than winning's got family i'm like okay no time to sweat or say neo 
I don't know what that means. Daniel Ha. Okay. To gain some type of fame. No shame in my game because I'll always be the same. I'm like, I know what that line means. He keeps it true and proper. Respect. And he did. And they did for like ever. There's, they went like forever. So respect, you know? Styles upon styles upon styles. What I have. You wanted this to fight for, but you still don't know what I have. And I'm just like, yo, his flow's ridiculous. It just, it just hits it. It's just proper. He sports New Balance. And I realized in that moment, New Balance has been around for a really long time. Yep. And I didn't know what New Balance was until 2014 <laughs> anyway so he drinks a lot of soda so they call him dr pepper and i'm like that's a funny line never half step because i'm not a half stepper i'm like that's a cool line because it's kind of referencing from a song i believe yeah ain't no half stepping i think it's big daddy keen or one of that era yeah, i think so and so i thought that was really cool like he's like pointing out i'm the real i'm legit your name ain't special ed so won't you seco with the mission i never walked the street thinking it's all about me even though deep in my heart it really could be and so it's like that it's like i know i could i i walk around with humility and i understand that the world is bigger than i even though i could be a certain person and i just love it and then you know i just try my best to go all out some might even say you're shorty black you're bugging out and then I just kind of like how it just ends with that idea of bugging out, like, you know, just kind of using the slang term to lay out the rest of the verse, like, I guess, tripping out, etc. But let's talk a bit about the video. It's attached to the, the jazz video. It seemed like it was a slash video, like it's mostly the jazz video and then it just cuts and then they come in with these big old fucking eye contact things over their eyes and it just has oh, right, yeah. the bugging out video, that little portion. Like I could not remember what the fuck happened in the jazz part of the video, <laughs> but you don't forget the bugging out thing with their fucking giant eyes. But it makes sense. It's exactly what I would have done. And it's, it's really, really cool. <laughs> But uh, after Fife Dog is done, and again, like I really felt like the energy of his verse was proper. He brought that authenticity. He isn't necessarily Q-Tip, but it adds variety to the song. So it's great that he's not Q-Tip. Not to say Q-Tip can't hold it down on his own, don't get me wrong. But that he sounds great next to him. Then just Q-Tip says one of the most interesting lyrics here. Zulu Nation, brother's last creation, minds get flooded, ejaculation. So let's look at what he did there from a bar perception. Um, the idea of the the pun bar, where like, I don't have any great examples in my head, but where the rapper sets up a punchline and then just drops a word that is the punchline that kind of adds like a joke. So like, minds get flooded, ejaculation, like you're flooding minds and shit. Mm -hmm. Historically, this might be one of the earliest uses of this type of writing that degraded to like, Lil Wayne's crew being like, you know, grocery sh go uh, grocery trip, shopping bag, and like really bullshit, lazy writing. Often like the, the young money people mm. do it to terribly bad effect. <laughs> really lazy writing in a lot of ways. But it's interesting to see it here because that line just stuck out at me. Brother's last creation. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, kinda, it, it stands it, out. Uh, right on the two inch tape so in a sense what's happening here is he's fucking the beat and ejaculating out crazy knowledge onto the beat yo and i love it and i love the imagery because in my mind it's always been sex with a track man you basically fucking that shit and you making a baby <laughs> and that's what's happening here is the abstract poet incognito runs the cape he does his shit he comes out and he blasts through blast through anyway not the best, not the worst, and occasionally I curse to get my point across a bust and floss. And again, that humility. I love it. Like, it's it's the fairest thing any rapper could say is I'm not the best and I'm not the worst. And that's true for like almost everybody. Because there's yep. probably one person who's the worst. I don't Somebody's know. Somebody's gotta is. be. And there's probably a person who's the best. 
maybe, but I love the humility and I know I'm talented. I know my value. I know I don't like need you to call me the best and shit. I just know where I stand with it, and I just really appreciated that. Um, overall, I find the rest of his verses dope. It's just smooth. He rides it the way it is, and then you get that chorus, that bugging out, bugging out, bugging out, you're bugging out, and then it just repeats it over and over again. And meanwhile, you're dancing, and I get this picture of booty on me as we're all just grinding around. Come on, Q-Tip knew what the fuck he was doing. He knew he was making music that the ladies would shake their booty to. <laughs> and smart guy, because you know what sounds awesome. Let's have two scenarios for you. You're a rap performer. You come out into the crowd, and it's like a sea of sweaty dudes. Alright, it sounds like a good vibe. Let's look at it different. You come out, and it's a sea of ladies shaking their booties. As a performer, which sounds, sounds like, like the a better, better time? I think that sounds like a better time, personally. I mean, I'd prefer the sea of dudes, personally. But I, but want I get the, what you're saying. I want the booties. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um good to know get you out there to see a dudes mm -hmm. anyway and then i like how the second verse or sorry the second set of verses you know five talk when you bug out usually have a reason for the action sometimes you do it for mere satisfaction people behind and always surround and pulsing like a migraine pounding so here we have a meal like when you bug out when you like react poorly maybe when you lash out maybe when you react violently or the stress pops or whatever is what i took from that there's always a reason to it but maybe it's just random maybe you just need to satisfy an itch or whatever maybe it's just because there's a craving that's going through and i just kind of like like how he explores being lost in your mind dealing with the fucking world you know and then you know oh he's acting stank really on a regal a man of the fame and not a man of the people believe that if you want to but i tell you this much riding on a train with no dough sucks so it's almost like he's pointing out like y'all might think a certain thing but yo sometimes i'm just sitting there with no money feeling a bad way and people are acting like i'm standoffish and shit and i just thought it was like really honest he's like he's just showing his frustration and saying y'all might think a certain way but i'm just trying to deal once again a case of your feet in my nikes so it's like trying to put you in his shoes so you mm -hmm. can understand it very Welcome cleverly shoes, done yep. not quite i wonder if his feet are also ten and a half so that was my big wondering there Anyway, then Q-Tip comes through, and I like, he's like, I'm not an invalid, although I used to smoke the weed out. Ali Shaheed Muhammad used to say I had to be out, scheming on the cookies with the crazy booming backbones, pushing him real hard just to see we can have the big fun. So I like how he's kind of like, yeah, I'm not an invalid, but I know how to have a good time. We used to go out there and have some funs and whatnot. Um, who is Ali Shaheed Muhammad, you may be asking, because to be honest, I don't have any fucking idea. And so Ali used to tell Tip to kick the smoke habit. Um, so I should have known this coming in. He's apparently the DJ in the group. So, wow, I feel fucking silly. And y'all can laugh at me properly. So effectively <laughs> told him to stop smoking pot and shit. Anyway, he smells through. I really enjoyed it. I like how he kind of flows on a little bit later. But do I have the formula to say the world? Or was it just because I used to swipe the women and all the girls? I'm the type of brother with a crazy extended hand. Kid dissed by all my brothers. I was up on uh, what my man did. So I feel like he's out there, he's getting ladies, he's looking cool, and people's jealous and whatnot. Anyway, they don't understand why people bug out. I think this song is truly spectacular, and I gave it a 5 on 5. I really, nice. really enjoyed it. Well, let's check out Rap Promoter. Classic. All right, Bonnie, what do you think about Rap Promoter? A very short 2 minute and 13 songs with a quick point he's trying to make. Yep. Um, well, first of all, uh, I know that they use... Um, like they made a smart move uh, using some of like the leaving on a jet plane uh, song, which was sung by Peter, Paul and Mary, who I love. So I just wanted to mention that. So check them out. Um, if you like 
hippie white people music. Um, so it's um, cool. Pe- it definitely has like another cool beat on this one, um, and it sounds like a little bit more like early '90s or something about it. Um, I really liked like his rhyme scheme. Um, I like that like Q-Tip wants like chicken and orange juice as part of his rider. I think that that's like just cute and you know we all have something I'm sure we would want if like you know if it was our dream if we could have anything on our like a rider no matter where we went like that'd be kind of cool to like have certain things. Um, and um, it's just like another nice easy kind of song. It's not really like as interesting to listen to but it's still decent and I very much like the easiness of like the sound of it so I give it a 4.25 on 5. I like how this song is again about establishing quality um I just I love the rider line I think it's hilarious because again it's about when this is my value riders are such an interesting thing so there is that long-standing rumor of how certain acts will um ask for like a bowl of smarties with like a particular color removed and shit yeah, it's always something so ridiculous but it's not ridiculous I just wanted to comment on it because I actually was looking at the annotation on genius where somebody brought up the smarties thing on how oh, it's really? like pretentious and prima donna well the reason they do that is because a lot of venues don't read the writers they don't read because the writer isn't just and i want champagne it's also like and the pyrotechnic wiring needs to be put on the wall like this mm. so like depending on the level of what you're doing it can be dangerous if the venue is not paying attention so mm. certain acts especially rock acts who have crazy shows and setups will add these conditions in because then if there's let's say brown m&ms and the smarties how can you trust that they did all the dangerous shit safely okay. and this actually came right, as a result of like one of those major 70s bands having an accident at a show hmm. so as a prerequisite they move forward with this and they wouldn't perform at places where the rider was violated so yes some stuff can look prima donna when it's okay. right carry in the diva lens but <laughs> sometimes it actually is a good use oh, however i didn't realize you could just get chicken and orange juice and shit i want fucking chicken at all of my shows that sounds awesome anyway i like how this song is just really looking at um it's a fly love song is how he starts it so you're like okay what kind of a love song and then you realize it's a love song to his value and himself and like to the culture and to like just the fairness and integrity of it so basically he's real he's too good he's not too modest not a lot of pride he's proper he's got what's going on and then he wants to make sure that when he goes to perform at a show he gets paid so that's how the runnings go there if there ain't no dough there ain't no show so take your roly-poly fat promoter ass to the chemical bank and get my cash if you want to see the people screaming last you best quest you ask the quest you ask real fast and uh because i don't want to see him start bucking throwing chairs in the air while you be ducking what what don't stop me with that if you're promoting a shirt make sure it ain't whack where i'm leaving <laughs> but here's the thing look at what he's saying plain. is i want to make sure that if i come do this show a my money is there ahead of time and you're paying me for the work that you're asking me to do secondarily that the crowd is safe and secure and it's not some shit that's going to endanger my physical person which allows me to see think that q-tip and a trap called quest encountered a lot of what joe budden would call fuck shit and that fuck shit allowed him to get to the point where he actually wrote a fucking track saying don't give me that fuck shit deal with me properly you know and then i like how he starts off with the writer in the second verse as he's flowing through that you know 
Don't forget my pastries, make sure they're tasty. I'm not the type to be pushy or hasty. See, I'm the type of bro that's rare in the ghetto. Took a few shorts before. Now the only ones I take are the ones I wear. Super clever line because shorts are like losing money, losses. So now instead shorts are just what he wears, the type of clothing, because mm -hmm. he's gained the wisdom to avoid the kinds of mistakes that come from being hasty or not planning proper or not knowing your true worth and whatnot. Anyways, and then I also like when he's like, oh, it's the 90s, time to make moves, not the 80s, so do away with your womb. So what, you got a crew, I got one too, they're called the Brooklyn Zoo. And just the way that line flowed, it just sounded like fucking powerful, just like rapping it, like who the fuck do you think you are? I'm just doing my own shit. I got everything going. And then, and if you uh, got the money in place, I'll give you a flash show, like check it out. And then he does the diggy dang, diggy dang, diggy dang. <laughs> and then it's like, yo, see, I'm fly. And then he just gives you a little yeah. something, something after just to like kind of prove it and i just love this song i thought it was well done i thought the beat was excellent i thought everything about the construction and the flow was cool plus it's almost like and you got to think about it early on in the hip-hop history it's like a lesson to rappers in this song and other industry folks saying know your worth there are shady people you don't actually have to do the show it's almost like you can just say no you're the artist you have the power and I love that tone that you don't really hear a lot of ever. Like even today, I don't hear that kind of stuff as much, you know? Like That's true. You can just say no. You don't have to do the show. Anyway, I thought it was brilliant. 4.5 on 5. Really liked it. And uh, let's talk about one of the best additives to food ever invented. Butter. <clears throat> All right, Bunny. Did you know that originally... Q-Tip was supposed to have a verse on this song and it created a little point of contention inside of the group because uh, Fife kind of wanted it to be like, I guess, a Fife track and then they ended up compromising on this chorus from Q-Tip but I believe Q-Tip was unhappy that they he didn't get his verse on here mm -hmm. and I just thought that was interesting. I did not know that. And I, I, that's just what I learned along the way. Um, what do you think about this track? Um, well, I mean, this is a, a Fife story for sure. Um, this is about how he gets all the ladies that he gets. Um, and that he is smooth like butter. And, um, you know, he just is like, you know, just be pure and real. And, you know, you'll, you're going to get um, the same in return. You know, don't be fake because that's what you're going to get. Um... And this is like, you know, a similar message that they're just kind of overall promoting. Um, just be real. Then the beat for me, it's okay. It's not my favorite one um, on here so far. Um, I don't know. There wasn't really too much that stood out for me on this one. So I give it a, a four on five. It's a, it's a good song, but it's not like the best. So I definitely agree that this might, this might be my least favorite song on the album. I'll be straight up. So mm -hmm. it just gets better from here. Uh, and it's not because Fife Dog's performance is subpar. It's just more, I felt the overall, there was a few things in this song, subject matter, that I just don't want to listen to. It's more what he raps about that was kind of like whatever. So, 1988 senior year with Garvey High, where all the guys were corny, but the girls are mad fly, lounging with the tipster, cooling with Shaw, scoping up the honeys, they know who they are. All right. So they were young and they're looking for ladies. That's what's up. He's the b-ball playing. Uh, fly rhyme saying, uh, fly girl getting, but was never was I sweating. All right, so he's macking out there. He's looking cool, etc. Because when it came to honeys, I'll go on a stroll until I met my match. Her name was Flo. So I think it's worth interesting that you could almost maybe look at this as a metaphor to hip hop. 
So flow being flow. And so he went out there mm -hmm. and he was able to do all these flows and he was all sick until he met his match with this crest one. And then he messed around with this flow and then it turned out everyone else was messing with flow and she was a hoe. But he also knew flow was good to go. And I'm like, all right, maybe there's some commentary here on people trying to be original with rhymes and it turns yeah. out that whatever, it's harder or it's not simple. <clears throat> but it also could be about girls. And that, that was my interpretation. It kind of turns out that, you know, the girl flow is, is cheating on him with the next thing. So it could maybe be that in some way the music didn't work out the way he envisioned or his ideas got taken or maybe somebody jacked his style or something. And I thought that could be like a creative roundabout way to describe that, which is cool. Anyway, then he had a bunch of girls and he used to love them and skis them and tease them, find them, love them, also abuse them. His whole attitude. And it's like, okay, so he played around. I just, it was okay. And here comes Flo with Crazy Whip Appeal and I'm all true, man. Like Alexander O'Neill, is this really love? Then again, how should I know after all the time trying to be a super hoe? She finally played me, but yo, I'd find another because I got crazy game, yo, I'm smooth like blutter. So I I mean, it could be such an interesting idea that like he took this one flow that Fife Dog was really comfortable with. Like he had the Fife Dog cadence and then it turned out a bunch of people jacked it and I moved around with it, but it's okay because Fife Dog is just mad got game. And in this case, talented MC. So he is able to interpolate just new flows and drop fresh shit. And that is like kind of the interpretation of women. Then okay, yeah. The second verse where he remembers when girls were goody two shoes, but now they turn him freaks. Now they all love him. He's like, We love you, Fife. He's like, He's off hope. My name's Malik. And I'm like, Okay. Fife this, Fife that. Where are you going? Where are you at? These girls don't know me from Jack, yet I feel like the Mac. So, I mean, I guess the ladies treat him away because he's a rock star and that makes him feel objectified. And I kind of like the fact that he downplays that because it is an uncomfortable feeling. But, like, a lot of other people like it, I guess. And then he <laughs> just kind of just smashes the fuck out of them for trying to look not up to his particular beauty standards of what he's going for. So I can appreciate that he's trying to sell the idea that you should be natural with your, you know, embracing, I guess, the more black sides of your personality. Mm -hmm. So wearing contacts are bad and don't do it. And if you want to impress him, look proper and you can't stand no bionic lady trying hard to look fly, but yo, you're looking dumber. So like, I totally understand. Like fake boobs or whatever. I think that's kind of what he's talking about. He's saying, I don't agree with him on a personal philosophical level because I find it is a stupid thing. I'm of the mind of let people do. Like, I understand the idea of how there is a systemic issue across multiple cultures of whitewashing ethnic looks in order to achieve a standard of beauty that is perceived to be better. So this is a real thing. Uh, metrics show that black women do the worst on dating sites. This isn't like opinion. This is just all the dating sites posted this stats one day and black women, hmm. ironically, black men do the best on dating sites and black women do the absolute worst. And this that has sucks. to do with perceived attractiveness of cultures to other cultures and all this data is available. You can go comb through it. So I totally kind of understand the idea of take pride in who you are and I find that attractive. But it's still do what I want for me if you want me. It's not right. like I appreciate you for who you are. It's, oh, ho, you acted like a hoe because you dressed up looking in a way that I don't find acceptable. To be fair, that's just as shitty as anything else. And I never yeah. really liked that attitude 
so it made it hard for me to feel this track as be much. Be whatever you want to be and feel, you know, that's going to make you feel good about yourself. Like, you can write the same track and be like, like, the way, like, a good example of it is how Kendrick looked at the makeup and no makeup. Granted, that was about wearing makeup to cover up abuse marks, but you could take, like, the more apologetic, quizmical tone of, why are you doing this? as opposed to, you're a fucking ugly hoe for doing this. Like, that's basically what he's saying. You're a disgusting, right. less than human, vile fucking person, which is really a shitty attitude, <laughs> regardless. And yeah. This is, again, my Canadian-ass liberal politics, so think what you will <laughs> of it. Maybe I just don't understand it, but... Eh, you saw a lot of this type of shit back in a certain era of 90s before women were like, shut the fuck up, you misogynist, and then maybe men toned it down a little bit. But this just sounds like dudes ordering women around to be their standards of what the fuck they are. And I think that's what my problem was with this track. Again, I don't fully understand the context of how he got here, and I don't think his heart was meant to be that. It's just how it came off to me. Yeah. I kept thinking about that every time this track played. So I ended up thinking, like, it's a really talented experience. I don't really want to hear again. And the chorus is really good. I really like Q-Tip's contributions. It's like butter, baby. It's like it's smooth. <laughs> yep. And then I, I also, it's just really, but no, not parquet, no, not margarine, strictly butter. Like, it's the good shit. Yep. That was nice. I give it a 4.25 on 5. It's really well made. Just it was so hard to get into it. That's okay. We can go back to Q-Tip, and he's going to be a little airy as we discuss verses from the abstract. Ooh. I like how uh, he just does all those shout-outs, like Buster Rhymes is in the house. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I recognized one of them, Pete Rock is in yep. the house, CL. And I'm like, no shit, because uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth sampled that shit on their album. And I thought that was dope. Because hmm. um, imagine Q-Tip shouts you out like that. It's just fucking dope. You're like, you know what? We are in the house. Q-Tip, <laughs> put him fucking down. <laughs> we are in the house. Uh, how do you feel about this track? Um, I mean, it's got another, you know, it's got nice beat. It's got, you know, good instruments. Um, you know, I like that, you know, all of, like, their friends and, like, Buster Rhymes and all that are mentioned. <clears throat> and um, girls, you know girls now like they want like these expensive things um like from them because like, they think that they've got money or whatever and even though kind of like people are trying to you know to get with the opposite sex um if all um i don't know i, I felt like the message was kind of weird but like they want all the black people to come together and just like make a, a stronger community again. So just like that sort of overall message is there, um, which is nice. Um, and then again, like shouts out all of his friends who, you know, some of them who we have reviewed. So it, I, I did think it was kind of cool. Um, I didn't think it was anything like mind blowing, but you know, it was a nice like shout out sort of message. Um, so I gave it a four on five. I like this song. Like, it comes through and it has this airy feeling to it. Mm -hmm. Now, if Q-Tip hadn't implied he wasn't smoking marijuana, I would say it sounds like dude smoked a fat fucking blunt and <laughs> just let himself just talk. Like, I had a dream about my man last night. And my man came by the studio and his name is Buster Rhymes. <laughs> You know, like, that's just how I picture okay. this going. And then he's baked, and he's like, I'm moving this and grooving because my mother's on the motor. Like, that sounds like a high-person lyric. 
like you're kind of stoned hmm. and you're just picturing a motor. Maybe. Use the coast in the morning to avoid the funky odor. Mm, see? What yeah. funky odor? Nah, mm-hmm. it's probably maybe, I don't know. That sounds like the, the deodorant. Yeah, I think it is. Um, maybe I'm funky wrong. Funky odor? Well, no, but like the coast, the company the coast, Q-Tip uses coast, which is a soap to avoid yeah. a funky odor. Can't help being funky on the funky abstract brother. And then he flips it, you know, to get rid of funky odors. But, you know, what can you do? He's a funky guy. Just kind of, you know, it's funky in a sense. He plays the undercover. Then one of my favorite lines on the album. Once had a fetish. Fetish for some booty. And you're just like, what? What? That came out of nowhere. Yep. And it really came out of nowhere. But then it's almost like he's being reflective. He's a funky guy. He's out there killing it. And then he's thinking back on his youth. I used to really be motivated by getting some vagina in my life. Now I'm getting funky in my rap and that's my duty. So his priorities have shifted towards taking that same energy he would put into chasing tail and in putting it into crafting excellent rhymes. Brothers tend to jock on my style in particular, but if you got the ego like some brothers, then I'll get with you. But if I don't pursue it, then I just don't give up. <sighs> my motto in the 90s is be happy making bucks. So effectively, a lot of people are jealous or want to get on his shit. If he likes you, he'll fuck with you. If not, he don't give a fuck. He's about the dollars. He's about to come through it. And I just feel like the rest of the verse just airs out this kind of open letter of his mind. Like the stream of consciousness flow is every idea just... They're all kind of connected in the airy sense of this is Q-Tip's mind flow rather than being on a core subject because like line to line it changes. Women love the voice. Brothers dig the lyrics. So he's got something for everybody here. Quest the people's choice. We driving for the spirit. If you can't hear it, then get the wax utensils. Write my rhyme straight up. Don't have no fancy stencil. I'm like, so it's just overall, they're dope. They're amazing. And I just appreciate it because you can feel the smoothness of it. You can feel the airiness. And, and, I guess if we're looking at the hip-hop competition point of view, right, they're in that era where, like, half the albums are just fucking about how good you are as a rapper, right? And they're managing to do all that, but in such a different, smooth, low-down way. Like, it isn't, I'm the fucking best. It's, again, I'm fully capable, and I will make mines, and you can make yours too. And there's no, you know, you just kind of get that sense to it, like... We can either work in tandem or we're enemies, but both things are off are on the table. And I think that's what's cool is this collaborative angle that appears from his side of it if he validates you, if you pass the Q-tip test of integrity. Right. Anyway, um, then uh, the second verse is, is very similar, I think. And there's the chorus is just him listing a bunch of people. Brand Nubians and De La Soul are there. Apparently, a Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul used to like one up each other, try to like battle it out. I feel for like being De La Soul were just like everywhere. I feel like they were like busy guys. Um, they were like seminal to that other side of yeah. hip hop, I think. Uh, anyway, I must regroup my thoughts and Kate, your next one for my people. Please don't be deceived by the ugly slice of evil. The world is kind of cold and the rhythm is in my blanket. Wrap yourself up in it. If you love it, then you'll thank it. So, well, it's awful. He comes through with knowledge, truth, great rhymes, whatnot. You can take solace in his music and kind of find the truth in it as opposed to getting lost in other weaker actions. So, it's such a cool flex, whereas other people are going to be like, I'm fucking better because my, gu- like my gun's bigger or I'm better because I'm the illest ever you know he's coming through and saying you'll find peace and serenity as i wrap my smooth voice around you and comfort your soul that's a cool flex Mm -hmm. that's all i'm trying to say you want keys and g's and all those illy things if you want to i'll show you love just what the ab can bring you keep it tight net with my brothers can and can't eat the question is of rhymes and i'll tell you i got plenty 
and then just the rest of the verse flows through. I could just keep reciting it, but I think it's pointless. It it follows in the same vein, the unity call, the overall like tone. It's like he's so consistent. Like you can tell that you don't want to fuck with Q-Tip, but it's because you want to be his friend. And he manages to play this like mind game with you as the listener where you want his respect because he you know he doesn't need yours. And that's not <laughs> something you get from a lot of rappers in terms of attitude. Most people want my fucking respect and then I choose I guess, whether yeah. I want to give it to him. Q-Tip just has my respect and I don't know if I can get his. And that's what's really cool about this shit. Also, Ron Carter came in and made that bass line live. They got a real bass line. Ron Carter's one of the super bass. So it's a double bass from mistaken and it's really cool and i think it's it's just dope and that's why ron carter gets shouted out at the end and i just overall think it's great how they put this together and the fact that like youtube just had division like yo this just needs like real bass that's what's up anyway i uh i really enjoyed this i thought it just had this amazing vibe that was again in the same vein of the more i listened to it the more i got sucked into the groove of the track so i give it a 4.75 it's pretty great to me cool Next up, we can discuss how the brand Nubians in the Tribe Called Quest talk about the show business. I'm pretty sure Damien by DMX uh, takes the chorus of that track and is inspired by like this song. You know, like the rats, the snakes, the devil. Mm. You know, just because I, I might be wrong, I might be stretching. But you just kind of feel the vibe of, you know, let me tell you about the snakes, the fakes. The, and then you think about, you know, kind of, maybe it's a stretch, maybe. But okay. I really feel like he's kind of doing the same thing uh, in terms of calling it out. Because that track, I believe, is about the fake shit that goes on in his world. Right. Even if it may be more about the hood. But in the sense, the show business here is... Uh, I mean, they're clearly calling out the fake-ass industry. I love this track. I thought it had such a cool industry. Just yeah. the way it starts off, has your head bopping. It's got such a great fucking strong, like, Q-tips. I don't know, man. He, this guy has so many different flows and energies. Like, this is the first time I felt like my hand wanted to do that, like, <laughs> up and down shit like that, listening to it. And that's real cool. And then, just like the highest, all of these industry shindigs. When you see the pretty girls in the high and the minute world checking for a rapper with all the dough, if you take a shit, they want to know. And I'm like, whoa, check that out. He's like being like, yo, so yeah, you get rich, all this money coming in, all this fake shit, all these pretty girls, all these people coming out, but you can't even go fucking poop. You can't have sacred bathroom time. And that scares me, honestly. The biggest thing about fame that scares me is not being able to take like a, a shit break. <laughs> when you want to take a shit and then I you're guess. stuck like running around and you develop digestive issues due to the high-paced life of trying to satisfy everybody in the show business let's go take a shit guys anyway if you're gonna fall they won't be around y'all so you want to you still want to do the show business you think you got what it takes i mean you really got to rap and be all that and prepare yourself for the breaks check it out and it's such a cool warning it's like this is a vicious world full of sharks and you like full of sharks and you really got to be the shit and mm -hmm. you really got to be ready to perform and you really got to be next level and you got to be a masochist let me tell you one thing about trying to make it an entertainment you have got to be okay with failure because if you are not good fucking luck you will be crushed and you will be eaten alive because even if you ride high with success even if you have like moments where everything is going great 
literally everyone has moments where it's not great after and then there's problems and then there's downs and when those downs come your friends disappear the girls stop calling all that shit and then everybody writes rap songs about that shit <laughs> i hope to one day be in a position where i can write rap songs about how i have fallen and lost all my friends because i had enough to lose that would be amazing problems to have is all i'm trying to say mm, anyway okay it means i made it all right Anyway, and then, you know, do you want to be in the business? You know, do you want to be in that? People have got to stick their nose in the business. You have no privacy. It's just so interesting, especially in this Twitter economy, to look at the retrospective warnings that were given out by oh, yeah, Tribe Called Quest sure. and Brand Newbie in here. So he's like, if I got to speak on a cesspool, it's the rap industry and it ain't cool. Only if you're on a stage or if you're speaking to your people in a way, you're equal, especially on the industry side, on the, the gains just glide right through your fingers. You got to know the deal. So Lord Jamar, speak because you're real. Interesting. Why is that interesting? Come on, Vlad TV and all the current drama of Lord Jamar going at everyone. Eminem likes Q-Tip. Q-Tip says, Lord Jamar, you're real. Hmm, does that mean Eminem should recognize Lord Jamar as real? Anyway, I like how he's kind of like pointing out, you got to be careful because everyone's trying to rob you in the industry. And it's a fair warning. Yeah. Then Lord Jamar is dope actually like every time i heard him like he's also on the current ari the rugged man album and he sounds dope there too granted the guy doesn't have a whole bunch of solo albums as i understand it but yo he's not bad at what he does for all the people that think lord jamar can't rap mm -hmm. um anyway they're giving you a business put it on a show you're a million dollar man that ain't got no dough but you got a whole tickets backstage to the show sedating at the fact they're related you know end of the day you're a superstar you look pretty cool they're gonna fuck you around you're gonna go and try to get your record deal but at the end of the day after you get your little advance and everything's gone you're not gonna be able to fucking eat because they're gonna rob you blind then fife dog comes through and he kills it uh oh shucks look what the cat called in it's fife dog from a trap call quiz let me begin like chuck d i got so much trouble on my mom but these no talent artists getting signed they can't rhyme and that's an interesting point too because Another side to the industry is if let's say you're not super talented, let's say you're gimmicky, let's say there's just something about you that like like that Rico Suave guy <laughs> that just fucking was terrible. He's just hot, so they fuck, I, don't, I don't think he's hot, but I assume that's how he got his role. Like then you just get used and hoard out by an industry that literally just abandons you after. Um, then on the other side, he points out bootleggers, people who are willing to go out there and steal your album, make copies of it, mm. and sell it for only five ninety nine. I'm like, motherfucker, if you can get $5.99 for an album in 2020, that's a good price. That's all I'm trying to say, because music is not that valuable. But it's it's an interesting point, though, that on top of all the industry sharks coming through there is the fucking bootleggers and the other side of the theft of the people that are just illegally distributing your music, you know? Yeah. And then I like how he's like, fuck that. I work too hard. I'm not taking the booty end of the stick. And I'm like, that's clever. You know, it's just the wording of it. Like, I've never heard anybody say booty end of the stick to yeah, this day. I like it. Um, anyway, and then one of my favorite lines on this track is, now tell me I can't tear it up. Go get yourself some toilet paper because your lyrics butt. And it's just funny. It's yep. like a fucking eight-year-old wrote that shit, but it's super serious <laughs> too. And I appreciate that. So that X comes next in terms of the verses. And um, the party scene is cool, but then again, it's all the same. You see the same faces at different places. And he's kind of commenting a little bit more on maybe the sex culture and everything out there, the party side of the world, and how it's all the same people, the same bullshit. 
but he's like nah i'm gonna go through and do my own thing i can i can dig it i just prefer to be like out there on the side watching just being myself Mm -hmm. people might like him it's all good and he's kind of the end of it uh people don't like him they discredit him but i kind of get it uh not to say that he's discredited we did that first brand nubian album it's more they said some strong shit that's why people discredit him and then diamond d shows up yep. and i'm like that's what i was trying to talk about diamond d is who i was fucking following on twitter that was the same guy i couldn't even believe it he's featured on the album and i fucked his name up earlier on in the podcast um and i like how he just comes through i gotta add my two cents in don't be alarmed the rhyme was condensed in a matter of minutes so it must be told all that glitter is not gold and i'm like are you trying to say that if your verse is trash it's because you wrote it real quick i'm not exactly sure what the fuck is the beginning part of that was he's like i gotta come through if it's not good i just wrote it fast just gotta get on the track here gotta get it out yeah fair enough gotta do it um seen his name in bright lights he's right around in limos his mom's get beefing boy get a job but i want to make jams damn i know i'll slam hot well it's not easy got to get a record label that's going to be able and you're going to promote it and you got to hope that after all of that people like your shit and that is dope and then at the end of the day get a good lawyer so that people don't fuck you over so and i I mean at this point i believe diamond d has effectively dropped his shit like that first album like the the blunt stunt skins whatever i might be wrong but like they've been around and they've already established the fact that they're dope so we're talking about guys all of these guys have like been in the scene and understand the challenge of making it as a rapper and they're kind of just giving you that warning like i know it looks away but it's not easy everyone's gonna try and fuck you and this life is not built for most people facts um i thought it was well done and i give it a 4.5 on 5. everybody sounds dope everything about the message is dope plus they managed to do it in a way where the song's bumping and it feels hype yeah um yeah i mean so i mean there's some great features on this one for sure um you know lord jamar said out x and diamond d like you said um and basically just sort of like a classic kind of warning or a classic tale um of just sort of like issues with the music industry and what it takes to be in the music industry and the realities of being in show business and all of that the good and the bad um, and how the industry takes advantage of people and how, you know, it can really suck in the rap, rap game. Um, and it's interesting, you know, each of the features kind of has, has their say and sort of gives their warnings. And, you know, they've all had different experiences and issues with um, the industry and with, like, you know, being in show business and just kind of that overall, uh, you know, stress of everything you know it all sounds great you know you're gonna be like oh i'm gonna be rich and famous but like the reality is that there is a lot of uh negative negative stuff that comes along with it as well and i think people forget about that you know which you know is fair because you're making you know millions of dollars but it comes at a cost um so i like the truth and like the the kind of warning that they gave in this one so i gave it a 4.2 on five awesome let's move on to the next track on this project vibes and stuff okay I'm not gonna lie. This is the first track when we when I came across it. I was like, sonically, I am enjoying the experience of listening to this track. It's got this nice airy, jazzy kind of beat. But I don't know about you, but for me, it just felt a little more fillery, a little like 
I don't know, like it, it just was them kind of being dope again, just airily being what they are. So it's not that this song isn't good, but the reviewer in me was like, <laughs> I have less to say about this outside okay. of just going through the track because it's vibey, it's airy, they go back and forth and they, they fucking kill it. Uh, what do you think about this one? Um, I mean, uh, they're sort of talking about the fact that they make music um, that has meaning for their community and like to their community and that they've got the skills and just kind of, you know, talking about their overall passion for the rap industry and, you know, how it takes work and you have to keep on striving and, that you know, they're not selling out. They're not trying to do anything the easy way, um, you know, and they don't want to do things not even just like the easy way, but like the way that they don't agree with morally. Let's just say that. Um, so, uh, and like each line that like Q-Tip says is like something about the rap game. Like every some every single line is something different. Um, whether about him and sort of like his dealings, being famous and like sort of so sort of like a continuation for from like the last song, um, and also like just kind of like his like opinions and thoughts um on like other people trying to make it in like the industry as well um and you know just sort of that they just want to be at peace with everybody like they're not trying to like start any wars or start any drama or anything like that um you know and like you can clearly tell that this is like not like a, a gun toting kind of a guy um like this he's just it's not about that life um i don't think you know maybe he does but i don't think so um, and like that these guys definitely want to stay out of trouble um, and that that's not what they're here for they're not about that kind of claim to fame um, and uh, you know Fife is like you know we're going to be us and we're going to do what we want to do because that's what we can that's our choice we're going to be us um, and I like that you know they're clearly smart and humble and you know have good you know morals and kind of say like this is how we want to make our music this is how we want to be presented and this is you know we're going to we want to have like the most control over our own art which is kind of what everybody wants to have right so it's you know it's good um and i like the beat it's super smooth easy um it's like something that you would put on like you know like if you just need like ambience music or whatever like it's just something that's nice to listen to like sonically like you said um you know it is quite good uh in terms of just like listen listenability i don't know if that's a word but um i mean i liked it i gave it a 4.4 on 5 yeah i thought it was like a good song to listen to um Apparently, Five Dogs Verse is one that is just freestyle. Because I was like, it was a strange start. I don't know what to say, but here I go, freak it. And then when you think about it from the perspective of just being like off the dome, just not writing it, I'm like, I guess that I don't know what to say. Oh, okay. And then you just like kick into it and start going. <laughs> if the papes come, then you know I'll seek it. But then it also still works because he's like, I don't really care. I'll say whatever I need to say. Uh, oh, that'll get me paid. I'll go make that. I'm about creating, you know, the equities and whatnot. Yeah. And I really did enjoy it. But it kind of like, there's not a lot for me to comment on. I'm just a short brother, dark skin, face, weigh about 50, 36 waist. That's what he looks like. Uh, hair is crazy curly, flip like Mr. Furley. To this day, I still believe no MC can serve me. So he looks good and he's dope. I mean, he's fair enough. Thing, yeah. uh, that's all I got Like for his verse. He comes through. Uh, he writes rhymes, eat shakes, drinks, and bones. Very human. He, uh, I respect that lifestyle. He has good priorities, so he rhymes. He, he puts nourishment in his bodies, and he likes to ejaculate with the ladies. Understandable. 
I don't know, it's fine. Uh, but Q-Tips verse is still pretty good. You know, let me flaunt the style. I think the time is near that we drop skirts. There won't be no duds here. Rappers play the dumb, kind of on the space tip. But when they hear the jams, they be on the dill snake. Now I'm not for the rock. I know the territory. Go ahead and try. That's a different story. And it's kind of like, I feel like, he's like, I'm about that hip-hop life. I rap really well. I understand what's good here. There's a lot of bad music out there. We don't want to affiliate with that. We don't want to go through that. We're just trying to make some good shit. We're just trying to make some powerful stuff, you know? No, uh, no, never, ever go back and try again, man. If you come back, I'll be the first to shake your hand. Competition's good. It brings out the vital plans, the abstract, poetic, majors, and recital arts. Do it for the kids, the elders, and the rap peers. So you see what's happening there. It's like he's going to go battle with people. He's going to go play it out. And if you're willing to come back and do it again, he's willing to embrace you again. It's like he's willing to embrace the spirit of competition and keep going at it for the sake of it all because at the end of the day, it'll make everybody grow. And he wants to create this art form that makes it you know, for bigger peoples and whatnot not and i just feel like he just flows through like it's all right i don't know i don't have a lot more to comment on it uh he respects africa bambada he respects the different people that are with him mm -hmm. it's weird to see everybody shout out africa bambada in light of what was found out that happened with him in the recent years um but i suppose other than that is pretty powerful for the culture i like the line obsessed with the rap for its uh, for its the mental fitness because that's a cool idea, right? Like the idea of being able to come up with these crazy lines off the dome, being able to battle it out on a street corner with anybody and just wrap it out. Like it is like going to the gym for your mind. And I thought that was dope. Uh, like shooting CeeLo and always hitting head cracks. CeeLo's a dice game. Head cracks is getting sick, so it's like always winning. The industry is luck, winning with the fake raps. So he's comparing how you make it in the industry to really just the luck of the dice and whether you pull it off as opposed to actually doing good shit. Anyway, peace to the crews who pumped a real hip-hop, not selling out from hard rock to dish jock. So he's pointing out that through authenticity and genuinity, those real crews will have that lasting and staying power, but the industry's kind of bullshit. And then uh, the, the Q-Tip does give a third verse. You know, he's a fan of rap. He's seen a whole lot of slums. Good with the girls. Got a whole lot of them. From fat to skinny, Frida to Winnie, Emma to Cindy, Constance to Wendy. Q-Tips uh, gets a lot of pussy. <laughs> good all, to know. All good kinds to know. of pussy. He doesn't discriminate. He's friendly. He doesn't brag. Basically, he's smooth. You can fuck him. He's really good. He'll keep it on the low. He'll keep your secrets, ladies. Don't. He won't tell your boyfriends that he's sleeping with their girlfriend. Um, what a thoughtful fellow. Anyway, shouts out a couple more people at the end of this. And uh, overall, I, I really liked it. Um, I guess he's dedicating it. Sorry. I believe the people he's shouting it out to are folk who have passed away. So I don't want to just kind of pass over that. Like Scarlet Rock had passed away. Uh, <clears throat> MC Trouble uh, is apparently a female rap artist who died of an epileptic seizure uh, three months prior to this album coming out. Trouble T-Roy is one of the hip-hop dancers from Heavy D and the Boys who uh, I believe he passed away. I wasn't sure if he's the one who fell to his death. Anyway, so these are all people who passed away with the dedication. And that's real a sweet way but I don't know. I had a lot of trouble getting into this one as much as some of the others. So I gave it a 4.35. It's well made. It's just there are better tracks to me. Okay. Anyway, for now, we're going to cut it 
call it quiz for part one because the video will probably be too long to fit in the whole album review into one part. So we're gonna go, we're gonna go record part two. But we'll, before that, we wanted to say thank you for being here with us. We appreciate you. We look forward to seeing your comments, and we got mm -hmm. some little chit chats down there. Like the video if you did. Subscribe for part two with more reviews. And special thanks to the patrons: Ismail Dempsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Lindo Williams, and Scribble. They're dope. They support what we do. They help us mm -hmm. get uh, upgrades in life, and they get to tell us what albums they want to see us review. As an example, Jonathan Barnes wanted us to talk about A Tribe Called Quest, The Low End Theory. So here so we here are we doing go, that. Yeah. Thank you for being with us again. We look forward to seeing what the future brings. I make music myself. Got a new single dropping May 13th. You can check that out. I'm on Spotify's and stuff. Holden Stefan Roy. My last album is The Alternative Grind. Let me know what you think, and live long and prosper, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>